Hello and welcome back to Tells. Hello and welcome to Arizona Grinders. <laughs> Arizona Grinders? Yeah. Oh, we're not grinding, are we? We're sitting on a bed in a hotel room. We are not doing any poker grinding uh, thus far, at least. You want to tell us what happened this morning? <laughs> yeah, I probably should. Uh, slightly absurd situation, surprising situation. Andrew dragged me out to Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, to meet him after his week-long road trip in California because he was going to play the biggest tournament in Arizona. Is that what it is? Yeah, I would think so. They call it the state championship, so it sounds like it's the biggest, at least according to the name. <laughs> and then what happened? Well, we went there this morning, and uh, I say this morning because it's the earliest start time I've ever, ever heard of for a poker tournament, which is 9 a.m., and uh, apparently they were sold out. The poker tournament was sold out, which I didn't know was a thing anywhere ever. Um, they capped the number of entries. I don't know what the cap was, what the number was, but uh, the cap was reached and... You were out. Uh, <laughs> I was not <laughs> under that cap. Um, I really thought you were going to take this one down, huh? Yeah, I was looking forward to playing it. Um, I haven't played a poker tournament outside of Las Vegas I don't even remem remember the last poker tournament I played outside of Vegas. So, Have you ever played a tournament outside of Vegas? I feel like I must have at some point. It just doesn't come to mind. But uh, it would have been nice to check with this one out. And I don't, they clearly got a good turnout. Just going to have to wait till next year, apparently. Are you so disappointed? Yeah, I'm a little disappointed. It's just really weird. Like, I guess, I don't know. I was just looking at Twitter because I tweeted something about it in extreme anger. Uh, <laughs> In extreme anger. Yeah, I was like, yeah, so apparently there's a cap for this tournament. And the whole poker world was trembling at your anger. No. Um, so somebody I just saw tweeted something about, I don't know if this is accurate or not. It's unverified. I don't know if I should even repeat it. But he was saying that like there's a, some sort of a law that the room can only run 50 tables at a time or something. So that, uh, what is that? Like only 400 people? No. Nine times five is what? 45, 450 people? Yeah. If it's the 50 table mac, uh, cap. Yeah, I guess so. Hmm. But there's also like alternates. So like when someone busts out, then another person can hop in. And there was a huge alternate list. And I guess they probably wanted to finish the tournament by a certain time. And if they let too many alternates in, then the tournament will go longer than they wanted to go for. Longer than the three days or just, I think. It's well, they wanted to get down to like a certain number of people, I think, tonight. To come back for day two and then a certain number for day three. So they must have it all planned out to finish within a certain number of days. And they need to whittle the number down in that time. But uh, it's just weird to, uh, you know, see them turn away business. Like what casino doesn't want more players and, uh, you know, taking those those fees in the, in the rake. More and more players, the better I would have thought. Well, it worked out for me because guess what? I went to brunch today with Andrew and had eggs, poached, poached eggs. And some champagne. Oh yeah, that was pretty underwhelming though, so. Well, congratulations on your brunch, at least. Yeah. Are you excited should, about that? Yeah, we should travel to more capped tournaments. <laughs> 
because I told you to sign up yesterday and you did it. I don't it. know if that would have even mattered because they were, there was people apparently trying to sell their tickets to the tournament to other people at an amount above face value. So yeah. it was what, $1,100 buy-in? Yeah. Some people were trying to sell them for like 1300 So similar to... Scalping tickets for a concert? Scalping tickets for a concert, but also if you are piecing out your tournament buy-in, you oh, usually yeah. add a markup. <laughs> yeah, markup. But this one, you get nothing. You, <laughs> you just pay markup for no benefit. So you pay markup on yourself? <laughs> yeah, why not? Bet on yourself. Interesting isn't concept. That, isn't that what we're taught? I didn't know they were trying that out here at the Talking Stick in Arizona. Yeah, bet on yourself. So how is your week in California? Did you miss me? Yeah, I missed you. But uh, I also thought it was really productive. And I think we've talked a little bit about this before you and I have, how I think we're more productive when uh, we're doing our own thing. We're away from home, away from each other a little bit. We get on the grind a lot more so. And distracted less. Just yeah, speak for yourself. I watched Netflix the whole week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Good job. <laughs> Happy for you. I was out there on the grind trying to bring home the bacon. <laughs> so yeah, I it's I was working like pretty hard. Like uh, I would wake up, do some editing, try and get as much of that done as I could, then go play for pretty decent number of hours. Like a couple of my sessions were very long. Yeah. And then... Uh, either crash or do a little bit of editing before going to sleep and wake up and do it all over again. Which was your favorite casino? Well, there's two recent, there's two casinos in Los Angeles area that are recently redone. There's the, uh, the gardens casino in Hawaiian gardens and the Hollywood park casino in Inglewood. The gardens casino used to be in a tent and is now one of the most beautiful casinos that I've been in. Wow, that's saying a lot. In Los Angeles or just beautiful in general? Uh, anywhere. It's like, you know, Vegas style, uh, Vegas level of design quality. Wow, thank Pretty you. sharp. Pretty sharp. Okay, so you're playing these uh, games. If I went and played a poker, poker game <laughs> and sat in seat one, right? That's the seat right next to the dealer. Mm-hmm. But I really want to sit right across from the dealer. Could mm-hmm. I ask somebody to move? Yeah, you can. I mean, you're welcome to ask people whatever you want to ask them and then determining how friendly they are. will that will determine if they want to give you their seat. Have you ever asked somebody? Because I feel like those two seats, maybe two or three seats right across from the dealer would be the optimal viewing seats. I don't know for... As far as looking at the cards? Yeah, being yeah. able to see the... So a lot of times there would be like uh, an older gentleman or an older woman who will actually request to those seats for that very reason. Okay. And like either that person or the floor man will uh, ask the, you know, the player in like the five seat, for example, if they'll give up their seat so that that person can, uh, you know, sit there and be able to see the cards. So people would just think I'm old if I went and asked to sit in that seat. Yes. But I think that seat is like so good to see. And you're not looking well, at actually, the cards sideways well, or upside down or... I think it's actually better to be sitting at the ends of the table because then you don't have to turn your head to look at the other players. I mean, assuming you can see the cards from those seats, I would rather sit at the ends because then you're just always looking in the same direction and you can see everything. You can see all the players, all the uh, other players. Yeah, that that's good. I see, but 
you always talk about how how much read can you get on somebody you haven't played with for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, Does that I mean, add value? Because I feel I I mean at my level of poker playing, I'd be more concerned about just playing my cards sure. and sort of trying to analyze what my ranges are without thinking about looking at the players and their you, tells and stuff like that. You sound like you know what you're doing when you say analyze your ranges. <laughs> Are you going to out me on the podcast? No, Shame I mean, you me. definitely sound like you know what's up. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, obviously you don't want to be putting like a ton of uh, value uh, on some sort of what you perceive as a tell uh, for, off a player that you don't have a big sample size with. But See, I do of, listen to you when you talk. Huh? Smart. Smart that you listen to me. <laughs> Look how far it's gotten me in poker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in life. <laughs> but yeah, you don't want to be putting too much weight onto any particular tell. But but then again, there are sometimes like some tells that you'll see repeat themselves across players. So it's worth a little something each time, but it's not going to be like a tell that, you know, changes your day probably or your week or your month. All right. At least I know that. Now if I go to a poker table, I can ask to sit at that seat that I want, which yeah, is great. There's, uh, you know, sometimes I think I was telling you another story about a gentleman who uses a couple canes and he likes to sit uh, at the end for that reason because um, it's easier for him to get in and out of. And the podium That's- guy helps him out with like uh, chips and um, cashing out and, and stuff. So yeah. So most people are pretty friendly. I've never seen anyone say no to that sort of request. Yeah. Well, that's good. And remember, we got our got a little bit of feedback first. Oh yeah. Email feedback. We got some feedback from to Evan. the uh, to, to the the email address it was yes. sent to us. Tells at andrewnimi.com. That's it the one. Hi, Andrew and Boosie. I was just writing to let you know that I love the podcast and the name. You both make a great team. I have a question for Andrew, though. Since you were in the music industry, I was wondering what bands you were able to work with and what you're currently listening to. Keep up the great work. Regards, Evan from Florida. Evan from Florida. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the feedback. That's our first piece of uh, proper feedback from a listener. And it's positive. So we can just retire. <laughs> Turn <laughs> On this podcast off. number three. Let's go celebrate. Yeah, we did it. What was he asking? Oh, about what, bands in the music what industry? What bands did you get to work with and what are you currently listening to? Uh, the favorite band, my favorite band that I got to work on in, like, in the music industry uh, was at the first company I was with uh, in London. I got to work on Muse. Oh, <gasps> you did? Yeah, before they were uh, huge in the US. They were already big in the UK and probably in the rest of Europe. Um, like playing stadiums, they would probably sell out Wembley Stadium, mm-hmm. but they were completely, for the, like basically unknown in the in the U.S. So when I came back to the U.S., they had just started um, working promo for their album called Absolution, which kind of like broke them here in the U.S. And I got to see them at a, play a free show in Detroit at a small venue called St. Andrews Hall. I'm, I'm not sure what the capacity is, but it's probably like, I don't know, 500 max or something and a free show there compared to like selling out Wembley stadium. It's crazy how, you know, big the difference was as far as popularity on the two uh, continents. Is that how Muse became your favorite band? Cause you worked on their promotion stuff. Well, just discovering them 
while I was working there. Um, you know, the album that we were working on and like some of their older stuff I thought was really cool. Cool. And what are you currently listening to? It's weird. I'm listening to like less and less music and more and more podcasts. And I've mentioned Gary Vaynerchuk a lot in my vlogs. So I actually listen to him. Um, he does like a, a daily thing on YouTube, but you don't really need to watch it so much. You can just listen to what he's talking about on the YouTube videos. So you listen to Gary Vee and you don't listen to... Yeah, so I don't listen to too, many, too much. Uh, I mean, I'll put like... I'll, Sometimes I listen to um, the Chill Station on Sirius XM. Sirius XM. I like the Chill Station. Why do you like the Chill Station? Because it chills me out. You used to like the non-chill section. Well, because living in Las Vegas, the you know the EDM culture got so big, and you know the DJ culture and all that stuff, nightclubs, all that stuff got made EDM huge. It was pretty easy to get into that sort of a thing, and understandable, but. Uh, yeah, I'm coming down off that a little bit. Yeah, it gave me a headache. I mean, there were some like tracks I liked, like that Calvin was, Harris or... That um, was just all the alcohol you were drinking? It was drinking in the car. <laughs> in the club. No, I'm, I'm just saying. Girls used to get free booze all the time whenever they wanted. Is that still a thing in Vegas? I think it is. It's still a thing. You can go to the club... Free before 11, free champagne or free vodka, whatever. Free free tables? I don't think they have as many free tables. That was during the recession. Right. Where we used to go out and the clubs were empty, obviously, because of the recession. But Mm -hmm. yeah, we used to get free tables every week. You used to get free dinner and a free table. Free dinner and dancing. Like at Tao? At Tao, especially. Dinner and dancing? Yeah, that's what it was called. Free dancing? (laughs) Sweet. Yeah, because you pay $20 or $40 to get into the club, right? So it was free dinner and dancing. I remember they used to give you like free dinner and like a bottle. Mm Mm-hmm. Multiple bottles sometimes, but you couldn't pay me in 2017 to go to a free dinner and dancing or anything. Why not? Because I don't... I can't, the club is just not for me anymore. I'm well, I mean, old. the restaurant Tao has to be pretty good still, right? Yeah, the restaurant's good, but why do I don't need to go to so, the restaurant? There's like better sushi restaurants off strip that I enjoy, and I don't have to listen to EDM music. It's so loud. Give them, give them a recommendation then. Uh, Javier's. Okay. Uh, Echo and Rig, if you want to go all the way to Summerlin when you visit Las Vegas, which is unlikely. Uh-huh. Downtown, something. Carson Kitchen is the best, there hands you go. down. You got Strip, Summerlin, and Downtown. Yeah. All right. I wanted to ask you about, uh, did you learn anything this week that you'd like to share? I learned that there's a cap on the tournament because I'm talking <laughs> to Casino Arizona. I already shared that, though. Okay. Something else? No? Uh, I don't know. No? Kind of putting me on the spot here. Yeah, you think on your feet. Okay, what about your biggest physical fear? What is your biggest physical fear? Like, I'll go first. Mine is open water. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you laughing? Okay. (laughs) You know, so something like that. And I don't know why. It's because you're black. (laughs) (laughs) You know black people don't swim? I learned that from you. You told me that. <laughs> I did not say black people don't swim, did I? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry, black people listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think maybe, I think it's a taut fear. 
Mm-hmm. Like I think my mom or my dad taught me to be afraid of water. Yeah. That you'll drown. Um, Why didn't they just teach you how to swim instead? <laughs> yeah, because there were plenty of swimming pools for black South Africans in mm. apartheid South Africa. Nobody had like one of those uh, kiddie pools set up in like their uh, street. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, you can learn to swim in a plastic pool. <laughs> Who are you? Yes, it's a little tough to do a lap, I guess. I'm not terrified of swimming in like a stream or a pool, a pool because like you can see the edge. Right? Like yeah. there's a goal. Like well, you if can I see was the beach and the ocean, can you? But what if you're going the opposite direction? <laughs> you turn around. <laughs> oh my god. Go with the waves. Ride a wave into safety. Just the wave and the current and no, the ocean, ocean is the ocean is terrifying. A little, the, ocean, the ocean doesn't screw. So why the hell are you making me feel bad about the ocean? <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah. You, you want to have a buddy around, I guess, you know. But yeah, the ocean's a little it's kind of serious. It's serious <laughs> business. Okay, tell us your fear. Uh, Heights. I don't know. There's so many. Uh, I guess when I'm driving around LA, I fear that some idiot is going to crash into me because that's usually what happens when I'm in LA. Yeah, no, we need to fix that. Because it happened again this trip. Oh. Somebody crashed into my car and I, it wasn't even moving. My car wasn't even moving. <laughs> they found a way to crash into me when I was sitting in the parking lot. In a hotel parking lot. Hotel parking lot. lot. Somebody hit my car while I was sitting in it. Oh. Did you punch him? I had to like chase him down. It was weird. He didn't stop right away. He left the parking lot and drove to the next building next door. And it wasn't a very short drive out of the parking lot. So I don't know what he was doing. Shame. I think you got scared. Cause I think, yeah, he seemed really nervous. But then, yeah, we like exchanged info and everything. So, yeah. The only place that I've gotten into car crashes or fender benders is in Los Angeles. Yeah. And I've been in like four fender benders there and totaled one car None of which were my fault, all in Los Angeles. So, moral of the story is stay away from Los Angeles. Take an Uber. <laughs> Take an Uber 250 <laughs> miles. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Apparently, I don't know when that bullet train is coming. That will be helpful, maybe. Well, we still have to get around Los Angeles, so I don't know what you're going to do. Then you'll take an Uber, yeah. and then... That's what I'm saying. All right. Did you hear about Australia? What, about uh, online poker? Yeah. I've heard rumblings. Apparently. Well, I mean, I don't know for certain, but the powers that be have shut it down. Like they said no. So it happened? That was the story, as I understand it, that the Australian regulatory body said no. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was also, it's not just online poker, sort of online poker got lumped into everything else that they're trying to prevent. Yeah. From happening. So, I don't know. Does that mean that it's never going to happen in the U.S.? I mean, Donald Trump's trying to shut down the internet, so online gambling might be a stretch. No, I don't think it's necessarily related to the U.S. situation. U.S., it's different because we're trying to do things on a state-by-state basis because it seems at the federal level it's just... Too much. Too much effort. Yeah, too much effort and fairly hopeless. And in certain states, they're further along the process than other states, like uh, New York and Pennsylvania are a couple that are um, probably the furthest along and closest to happening. Michigan is another possibility. Happening soon-ish? or Well, think? I don't know. It's confusing because they have to go through all these different bodies of, legisl- of, uh, yeah, of legislation and 
you know, there's got to be all these different votes and committees and stuff. So I don't, each one, I'm not sure how exactly far they are along, but they've, you know, passed a couple different steps in each spot and we're just waiting for the next step. So it's just tough to tell, like, you know, all these different groups are battling for their, 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 right, their interests. Their right to online gamble. They're battling for their interests. And, you know, certain people want to stop it because they think it'll hurt their business and other people want the business to move forward. But, okay, so it says here from Poker News, I don't know, I guess I should check multiple sources before I am spreading all this <laughs> gossip. But it says the Australian Senate passed the Interactive Gambling Amendment Bill on Wednesday, effectively fencing the country in from regula- regulated operators of online poker. So Fencing the country in? Yes, so that keeping regulated poker sites out, right? Oh, yeah. It appears the last-ditch effort of Australia of Australians to fight for legal online poker has fallen short, says Poker News Mo. Well, there you go. Somebody. It's just stupid because uh, good luck stopping people from gambling, people that want to play poker and gamble, because now they're just playing on unregulated sites. Yeah, and then they don't get any of the taxes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, so it's never, it's never a question between having poker and not having poker. It's always a question between having regulated poker where the taxes go where you want them to go or having unregulated poker where people are going to play it on there anyway and all that tax money goes overseas. Yeah, I mean, you don't really get taxed, right? Well, so, no, you don't get taxed and neither does do the businesses that are operating. The country that's supposedly doing what they think is the right thing is doing nothing and receiving no money for their efforts. <laughs> Aside from some lobbying fees from... From the... People who want to keep it out. I guess it would make sense to say casinos might not want online poker because then more people would be at home playing online than in the casino, right? Because you thought... There's that potential argument, but it's been shown that that doesn't hold water. Okay. So, okay. I don't get which businesses would want it to... Well, yeah, sure. There are some casinos that will say that. Uh, Sheldon Adelson's companies like the Venetian are very much against online gambling and online poker. Well, he'll say that we can't uh, monitor who's playing and we have to protect the children, which is a bunch of nonsense because his businesses have been fined for underage kids gambling in his casinos. Oh, they have. Oh, yeah. Oh, they have. No, I didn't know that. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Not a fan, I guess, baby. (laughs) It's just a bunch of nonsense. So... Is poker news, what other sources are like good poker sources? Uh, The online poker report is a good one. Um, Chris Grove is the guy that I think runs that. Um, I know he writes articles and his Twitter is pretty pretty valuable to follow. Online poker report? Yeah. Okay. Oh, and speaking of poker news, I met... Sarah Herring from uh, Poker News. Good old Sarah. Yeah, she's so lovely. Yeah, she seems so nice. She did my uh, first on-camera interview in Barcelona. Yeah, that's how I recognized her. I was like, you interviewed Andrew Nimi. And she was like, I did. (laughs) We chatted about you and your vlog. She was trying to explain to her husband uh, <laughs> about your vlog, and he's like, I don't know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does, actually. We've played. He he doesn't remember me like by name, but we've we've played a bunch together, me and her husband. 
Yeah, but that's the thing. I don't think it was because he he might not know who you are. I mm-hmm. think it was just because it was so loud and mm-hmm. we were all trying to like shout yeah. across the room to each other. So, her, so Sarah's husband is Heath Herring and he's a former UFC badass. Oh, he is. Yeah. Oh. And uh, also like a really funny guy. And so, yeah, we played poker a bunch of times in Las Vegas and uh, yeah, had some good times at the table. Yeah, she's really funny and she's fun. So it was nice to meet her. That's cool. So, hi, Sarah. All right. Anything else you want to chat about Tell uh, this week? No. Okay. Those were all the... That's all I wanted to tell and share and talk about. And yeah. now get back to work. Yeah. Back to work. Back to Vegas. Um, after... Well, we're going to go... I'm going to go check out the cash games here and hopefully salvage this Phoenix trip with some some sort of results. And then we'll get back to the other desert, Las Vegas desert. Yippee. <laughs> it's hot. It's hot in Vegas. It is hot. It's hot everywhere. But thanks for being here, Andrew Nimi. Thanks for having us, listeners. <laughs> thanks for having us. All right. <laughs> see you next us. week. Thanks for having us on your podcast, listeners. Hopefully we won't be in a hotel room next week, huh? You never know. You never know. You never know where this traveling show will take us next the tells traveling show tts tells travels <laughs> tells travels all right let's wrap it up yeah okay bye okay bye you want to kiss this time no why too awkward <laughs> okay bye bye